Welcome to the X Reality Digital Transformation, a podcast show that helps your business transform to the digital era. In each episode, I will share with you some hot topics related to digital transformation. My name is Dominic Wu, founder of Homeverse Day Design Studio. Hello everyone. Today I'm going to talk about gamification number six, the gamification of learning and instruction. Nonsense says the sensible Bernard Sweets. Playing a game is a voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. Bernard Sweets, the grasshopper games life and utopia. In the quote above. Bernard defines that playing a game can be a waste of time. And yes, insert guilty face here. I well have to agree on this myself. But why do we still want to play games? What makes a game motivate us? What's the relationship between game gamification and learning? I'd like to discuss these interesting questions based on the recent gamification book I read. Called the gamification of learning and instruction by Carl and Cap. In the gamification of learning and instruction, Kerr defines the term game as follows: A player gets caught up in playing a game because the instant feedback and constant interaction are related to the challenge of the game, which is defined by rules. Which all work within the system to provoke an emotional reaction and finally result in a quantifiable outcome within an abstract version of a larger system. Kerr, Nap. What do others say about games? Wikipedia states that a game is a structured form of play. Usually undertaken for entertainment or fun, and sometimes used as an educational tool, you can say that we all play some kind of game、uh, throughout our life. Whether they are games for sports, PC boards, mobile, etc. Playing one of your favorite games keeps the excitement on high, and you may have experience. Pulling an all-nighter, because games are so appealing, parents have to implement game-like chores around the house for children to become more motivated to play. Chores are one of those words that don't sound quite pleasing, but when a game mechanic is included, it transforms an unpleasant task. Into a fun one. Scroll down more to read more about the concept of gamification. Okay, the gamification of learning and instruction demonstrates twelve elements that make games really engaging. The first one: abstractions of concept and reality. Let's get a bit abstract here. Choose any game, or think about a movie that you wish was a game. 
Now imagine you are in it. You are a player. Great. You just create a game world. A game world is an abstracted reality, transporting yourself into another world, allowing you as a player to immerse yourself in a game story. You can experience the game without having to worry about unnecessary things. It's like where games in class allow players to dive into war strategy without having to actually get into war combat. A game world doesn't force you to play your to pay your tax or check your dentist every six months, and it certainly doesn't kill you. At least physically, when a player is wounded, medical、uh, scenario play differently than in real life. If the injury is severe, a real life situation could be immediately go to the hospital. But in a game, the player can mostly consume a medical portion to increase its health or life points. When we dive into game world, we enter a safe zone. Real life's unexpected、um, situation becomes non-existent in our digital fantasy. By being unbothered with those unwanted circumstances, games allows players to go all in and focus solely just the gameplay. Fun Village is a specific example of this, where trivial obstacles and tests are eliminated, such as、uh, physical labors from field crops, natural disasters damaging the farm, or the burdensome commitments that apply to actual farmers with the family. Farm Village is enjoyable because players get to give all their attention to growing their desired pro-、uh, products. They can oversee their land with a relaxed approach, and their situation are a lot more controllable with the field's game mechanics. Number two, go. Having a goal helps us differentiate between what is game and what is play. A game is goal-oriented. To make a game, you need to have a set of rules, along with competitive elements, that guide players to reach their goal. On the other hand, without a goal, leads to free play. According to George Santayama. Play is whatever is done spontaneously and for its own sake. Below is a chart from the article from game design elements to gamefulness. Define gamification. You can see the chart.、Um, on the there there are four、uh, segments. On the left bottom side, it's called toy. Which is it's a whole thing, and uh, uh, while people people can play, and、uh, on the right hand side, right button part is called playful design. It's partial, and uh, it's uh, according to the definition, it's playing. The difference between、uh, playing and gaming is that gaming has a rule, and playing just 
uh, arouse the pleasure while you are playing it. For example, I play a toy. I don't have a goal, and I play. Uh, for example, I play some. I just running around or I swing. That's kind of like a playful design, which um, I kind of enjoy it. And there's no role. However, if anything related to a concrete role, and we call it gaming, and it will arouse the pleasure. For example, like serious game. On the left top side,、um, it's a hole. And it's a game,、uh, serious game、uh, related to entre enterprise、um, staff training, such as、uh, Walmart. They designed a game called Spark City, and、uh, um, through Spark City, if the user registered the game and they can start、uh, experience、um, as being a beginner or a first day employees to upper manager. Like, what's the step to kind of like um, um, kind of going through all the、uh, different job roles in um in Walmart? So that's called serious game because it's really serious, right? It's a it's a job related, it's an enterprise, yeah. So that's a, a serious game, and another one is parts and game. Uh, on the right. Upper right hand side, it's called gamefor design and gamification. For example, we had a lot of gamification campaigns. It's just part. For example, um, you drink、um, Starbucks, and then um, I remember one year that Starbucks, uh, having a AR game, so you can pretty much use your phone and aim, um, cup, uh, some cups. And the cup will trigger the camera and show a lot of cool animation will jump out of the car,、uh, of the cup. So, uh, that's gamification. That means that um, it has rules, and possibly you interact with it. For example, Walmart, one Christmas campaign, Walmart launch, uh, kind of small gamification. You can do it in store or outside of store. Pretty much, you interact with brands, and then get coupons or get.、Uh, you can take a photos with the brand at the end. So、uh, I threw a snowball to a tiger, and then at the end,、um, I got some coupon, and then I took a photo with the tiger. So that's a fun game, and there's rules. I have to throw the bad guy, and then in order to get points within a certain amount of time. And then it's just a short game inserted while I am、um, playing.、Uh, I'm browsing around, so that's gamification. Yeah. So、um, if you are interested,、uh, you can go to my media and take a look about the chart. Number three, rules. In simplest terms, you need to have a set of rules in a game. No rules, no games. Number four, conflict, competition or cooperation. Conflict, competition and cooperation are three sister elements to a good game design. Opponents give players a challenge or conflicts. Players are encouraged to defeat their opponents in order to win, to motivate players to invest in themselves. 
adding a competitive、um, elements for players to focus on their performance allows players to believe their avatar is better, faster, clever, and more skilled than the opponents. And、uh, lastly, cooperation between players can evoke a more、um, happy game setting where parties have mutual desires and beneficial outcomes by collaborating together. Number five, time. Time is usually implemented to motivate players to move quickly. Or take immediate actions without wandering aimlessly within the game. So every time when we see there's a countdown, it means that we、uh, the player has to focus on whatever action need to be done within the time, or something will happen bad to the avatar. So、uh, which for force the player to focus on a certain tasks. Number six, reward structures. There are many reward ideas to provide players plenty of motivation, such as badges, points, and leaderboards. It also helps them identify what desirable action to take to achieve their goals. According to research on gamification rewards, badges, and food emit a chemical release of dopamine in the mid-regional part of your brain. Steering emotion of pleasure. Feedback. Feedback is designed to evoke the correct behavior or action to guide the players towards the correct outcome. Number eight. Game levels. Players go through different levels when playing a game. This is how game developers are able to monitor and guide players to achieve their. Victories in a step-by-step process, leading them into a final big win. Game levels have three goals. Each level adds to the game story narrative. Each level adds a skill or reinforces a learned one. Each level exists as a source of motivation. Number nine, player levels. All players have their own preferred skill set. An expert player will prefer to play more challenging games, while a novice player will prefer a beginner level. To cater to all types of player, it's important to develop a game with easy, intermediate, and hard setting. For beginners, tutorials to demonstrate the rules of the game can be introduced. Players at the intermediate level can practice their skills to mastery, while receiving game highlights, clues, or any other additional instructions. And finally, the hard or expert level can be the place where experienced players are able to test their skills in a more freestyle play. Freestyle play can be defined as how player、uh, play more independently. This can open some more creativities for players to have fun by incorporate、um, different skill levels. A game can、um, make a wider audience to have fun together. 
Number ten, storytelling. Earlier, we've spoken about game worlds in our first element, abstract concepts and reality. In a game world, players often encounter some kind of narrative. Though not all the games require a story behind them, classic games like Tic Tac Toe, Hide and Seek, and Sudoku are not based on any story. As technology advanced. Games began to add theme layers of meaning and interesting to provide a more immersive, entertaining experience. Early uh, uh, arc- arcade games, such as Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, have names and graphics which give the game meaning. And video games today promote complex storylines with interactive narrations that engage players to keep playing. A well-crafted game based focus on helping players to solve problems and easy for them to recall. With storytelling, the concept of a hero is widely advertised. A notable researcher of Hero myth pattern is Joseph Campbell, influenced by analytical psychology of Kerr Jume. Campbell studied Jume's、um, uh, myth to break down ideas to, and compare religions. Campbell wrote in his highly acclaimed book, *The Hero with a Thousand Faces*, 1949. A hero ventures forth. From the world of common day into a region of supernatural wonder, fabulous forces are there encountered, and a, a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from it, this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons on his fellow man, Joseph Campbell. A summarized guide about Campbell's study of the hero's journey is depicted below. There's a picture、um, which I took from Wikipedia, and if you are interested, you can uh, uh, read my、um, media article, and I attach the the hero's journey picture here, and then. The hero's journey can be divided into three actors、uh, sections. First one, departure. Second, initiate. Third one, return. On the departure, originally for an ordinary world, the hero receives a mission to go on an adventure. The hero may be hesitant to follow the mission until he receives the help of a guide. The second one, initiation. The hero begins his voyage by traveling into the unknown, or as Campbell calls it, special world. There, he is faced with various tests and challenges that he must accomplish, either alone or with a team. As the plot tickles, the hero finally steps foot into the. In the most cave or the high peak of the, his adventure, there he must overcome the ordeal or the biggest obstacle enemy, and undergo、uh, 
Apocalypse to gain his reward. Number three, return. Once he received his award, the hero needs to return back to ordinary world. The plot's dilemma is solved, and the hero is able to upgrade his lifestyle and enjoy a better life with those around him. Number eleven. Athletics. As a digital product, visual and pretty important. Depending on how games' aesthetics, like environment of the game world, is visually aligned, detailed, contract, and colored, it can really affect a player's immersive experience either positively or negatively. However, educational games and simulations don't put a lot of values in these sorts of visual elements. Which may be reason why users find them to be less engaging and compelling to experience. Number two, replay or re or do over. Have you ever wanted to replay a game over and over again? Maybe maybe it was because the levels difficulty. Most commonly, game allows players to practice their set of rules by testing them. This this allows for the game developers to understand which approach was successful and which failed, and find out why. Most games have built-in repeat feature for players. If too many failed attempts were made, they have an option to momentarily have the player move down to an easier level with the hopes of gaining more hints to hack. In defending the challenging level, these types of failure simply provide player an option to record their progress within the game itself. One thing to note here is that players commonly find it unsatisfying if they find a game too easy, meaning that they accomplished a game without real failure or do-overs. Failing within a game is also considered another motivational drive that makes the test of winning more sweet. What is gamification? Gamification is using game-based mechanics, aesthetics, and game thinking to engage people, motivate action, promoting learning, and solve problems. Cape. In the beginning. We shared about parents trying to make chores seem like well less a chore to their kids. If a kid had to mow the back lawn, the idea can be daunting and annoying. To be honest, the kind of child would enjoy this manual chore. But let's say divide that lawn up. Into sections with a set of rules and challenges. The rules can be as simple as you have to mow vertically in this section and horizontally in that section. With challenge like how many strokes does it takes to finish a section vertically versus horizontally? Which section can you finish the fastest? Of course, the child can be informed that there will be a reward at the end of the parent's、uh, discretion 
and the child's gleaming approval. Margaret Robertson explains that the game or gamification is an advertent icon. It tricks people into believing that there's a simple way to imbue their thing. With the psychological, emotional, and the social power of a great game. What is not gamification? We believe that it is helpful to understand gamification by clarifying what isn't with the common misconceptions. The following six elements are not defined as gamification. The first one, they are only badges, points, and rewards. Please note here that gamification does not just apply to those motivators. Badges, points, and rewards, yes, they are the most common game elements utilized in a wide variety of systems, but they are not only ones. Additionally, gamification also embraced all aspects of game-based thinking such as engagement, storytelling, character visualization, and problem solving. Number two, you can't learn with games. Gamification does not downgrade the value of real learning. It exists to enhance the overall learning experience in a short amount of time. A well-designed game is able to help users acquire skills, knowledge, and ability with high retention rates and effective results. In actual reality, the gamification is a serious approach to accelerating the experience curve of learning, teaching complex subjects, and system thinking. Number three, new. Gamification is not, not a new concept. Militaries have utilized war games, simulations, and goal-oriented mission to train their soldiers for centuries. Research, researchers and um, um, historians believe that the very first game using military figures for fictional battles plays was called Chattariga from the 7th century. Number four, works for all areas in learning. You will have to really think about this. Just like every organ has its own place and purpose with our body system, there are times that gamification can be effective and not so effective. If gamification is seen as a panacea and applied to every single learning event, it will quickly become trivialized and non-impactful. Number five, gamification is just for the game world, not real life. Although the game world is drastically different from reality at times, gamification can still be applied to real life. You can target a goal to achieving during a certain progress to make the process more enjoyable, like building a healthier body, learning a new instrument, being better at certain tests, etc. Again, it requires game thinking and game mechanics to help users enjoy the process. Number six, easy to create. Designing a 
right game and developing it takes time with a great intention. It is a methodical approach that requires an in-depth process of deciding its game element mechanics, scoring, and determining the winning states. Why gamification? There are a few reasons why integrating gamification is great for your business. First one, gamification is growing. By 2025, the gamification market size is projected to grow from $9.1 billion in 2020 to $30.7 billion at a compound annual growth rate of 27.4% during the forecast period according to Market and Markets website. Number two, millennials and Gen Z. Both of our modern generations are now the powerhouse in the workforce. Due to the fact that they grew up with technological changes, they are known to have a short attention span. Traditionally, classroom-like education will board those who grew up playing video games. Number three, immersive and engaging experience. Studies have demonstrated that those who have experienced VR with headset adopt a new outlook of their surroundings. Immersive technology can change a player's behavior and bring gamification to the next level. Learning versus gaming. Gamification can add as motivators for players to solve problems while achieving a particular goal. In a game, a concept of teaching works seamlessly as the game progress. For instance, I played Assassin's Creed on my PS4 recently. In the beginning, it asked me to move around and show me which key to press to collect coins and change weapons. When I got lost in the open world, I always can see the hints about how to continue the game. For example, I got a hint starting, there are some hidden entrance in this area. Because of this hint, I kept looking around till I find ascending passage leading to the upper floor. I also got a lot of opportunities to practice by battling with easy to fight enemies. Assassin's Creed trained me to ride a camel and do archery, which was really useful for my next challenge, hunt animals. Once I improved my skills, I received quests to kill evil opponents who displayed themselves as original kings. Overall, I had a great learning experience, starting with the navigation, then two basic serving skills, combat, taking missions, and not only provide me with a small wins, but also new activity, challenges, and bigger storylines to make me want more. Every time I explore new areas and finish a quest, I get experience points, EXP, to level up. And with each additional level, I acquired new skills that unlock new areas within the game. The excitement continues. There are the following recognized skills that players acquired from players 
playing games. First one, hand-eye coordination. Second one, problem-solving skills. Third one, quick decision-making skills. Fourth one, risk-taking skills. Fifth one, leadership skills. Sixth one, physical movement, exercise, and rehab. To classify education learning even further, there is a set of three hierarchical hierarchical um, models called Bloom's taxonomy. Bloom's taxonomy showcases six levels of learning, which directly relates to specific game elements. The first one, remember knowledge, uh, description. To recognize, remember certain facts, concepts, or answer without fully understand what they actually mean. Um, game elements, narratives, storyline, replayability, factual information, rules and roles, tutorials, missions, and core value of the game. The second level, understand, comprehension, to the description. To comprehend is to understand the facts and ideas by organizing, comparing, translating, interpreting, describing, and listing the main ideas. The game element occurs most often at the entry beginner level, where players are still in the learning stage and can begin to identify different game objects by sorting out their concept. Number three, apply application. To apply is to utilize the given knowledge and solve problems in new situations. Given knowledge can be facts, techniques, and the rules. Learners are expected to incorporate uh, previous learned information and skills to unlock next challenges, applying them in any situation. Um, the correlated game elements will be experience all kinds of various levels and quests while accomplish the goal of each mission. Number four, anal analyze, analysis. Uh, to analysis is to examine and break down information so the learners can determine how they relate to one another. Learners can identify the, infer the information to support general um, generalized characteristics. Uh, the correlated game mechanics will be compared different types of equipment, objects, and use the best game objects to equip to uh, accomplish the mission. Number fifth, evaluate, evaluation. Uh, to evaluate is to objectively look at the various opinions and make judgments based on its credibility, quality of work, or set of uh, criteria. Uh, the correlated uh, game element will be solving problems and puzzles, choosing paths in the game, and unlocking different skills to master the game. Number six, create synthesis. To synthesis is to build a complete structure of various elements, putting smaller paths into a complete whole. Uh, the correlated skill um, uh, in in game element will be one once one researches a, a skill of mastery um, 
learners can achieve freedom with bonus game or freestyle play. Other learning types. According to the book, The Gamification of Learning and Instruction, Kerr mentioned there are other types of learning. Uh, first one is soft skills. Uh, it means negotiation, leadership, and selling skills. Uh, the correlated game mechanics will be role-playing and social simulation. The second one will be um, psychomonitor. This will be the intersection of uh, physical skills and cognitive knowledge. For example, like simulation, demonstration, and a haptical device. Conclusion. Overall, the gamification of learning and instruction helped us to understand the games uh, in uh, the intrinsic drives. A set of platform uh, motivations for players to want to continue playing. Games that its user immersive themselves in a fantasy-like world where physical or real-life concern become abstract and anyone can step into heroic journey. What makes a game so intriguing are those exact motivations, which defines gamification as an instigator. Just as technology continues to grow, gamification expands the way learners can acquire new skills. We can no longer stand still and ignore the power that gamified learning has on our society today. Citation Sweets, Bernard, Grace Hopper, Games Life and Utopia, Broadview Press, 2014. Number two, Cap Kerr in The Gamification of Learning and Instruction. Game-Based Math and Strategies for Training and Education P-F-E-I-F-F-E-R 2012 Number 3 Robertson, Margaret, Can Play, Won't Play Kotaku, Kotaku, 20 June 2013 Kotaku.com Number 4 Game, Wikipedia Wikipedia Foundation, 19 October 2020. Number five, Campbell Joseph, The Hero's Journey from Wikipedia. Number six, Deterring Sebastian, uh, PDF from Game Design Elements to Gamefulness, Define Gamification, Research Gate, September 2011. Number seven, Campbell, Joseph, The Hero with a Thousand Face, 1949. Number eight, Bloom's Taxonomy, Wikipedia, Wikipedia Foundation, 20 October 2020.
Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to visit our website, hummingbirdstate.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and SoundCloud so you will never miss a show. While you are at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Thank you and see you next time. Bye-bye.